Lord God, we thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that if we've given our lives to Jesus, that um, you live within us. May we learn more of how to allow you to be released um, in our souls. Thank you that we have you. You know, you're there. Have us um, to allow you, um, I don't know, to do all the great things that you want to do in us and through us. So open our eyes and ears today um, by your Holy Spirit. By, may you open our eyes and ears. And thank you, Lord, for your word um, and the wisdom of that today. May you apply it to our minds and hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mark. Bit quiet this morning. What was everyone? Are you all been you all worn out from collecting or something? Yeah, yeah right. Are there any are there any followers of Jesus in the room? I said, are there any followers of Jesus in the room? Yeah. Okay. Well, this one's for you. And if you're sitting on the fence and not sure about Jesus yet, I hope this inspires you to take a step. And begin to trust Jesus, maybe for the first time, maybe to re-trust him if there's such a thing. Uh, but certainly to start afresh is always a good idea, correct? Okay. Hey, look, what about last week's sermon? Do you remember it? No. Okay, but it did you good, right? It's like asking someone, what did you have for lunch two weeks ago? And you go, well, I don't know, but it did me good. So that's the important thing about sermons. You might remember every point, but you know that they do you good. Because if they didn't, you'd probably walk out anyway, wouldn't you? And go, nah, I don't need this. I can do better things with my one hour or one and a half hours on a Sunday. But last week, Andrew's sermon, was he was talking about, from the book of Zechariah, about rebuilding. And he said this: these two points, I didn't put the first one down, but these two points... When doing God's work and God's power, we get going, right? That's a good Salvation Army thought, right? Doing God's work and God's power, you get going. It starts to happen. And also, when doing God's work and God's power, we finish well. Now, finishing well, of course, is a long-term goal, isn't it? We're aiming to finish well before we leave this earth and grow wings. Hey, can I get is that lined up? Am I lined up? Is it? You love it? This is the only time you're going to see wings on me until, until we meet in heaven. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. All right. Um, <clears throat> now, could we have that scripture up there, please, just? Here we go. I want you to read it with me from John 7. Here we go. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Okay, and that's already been referred to just a few minutes ago about the time when um, Jesus left the earth but didn't leave us as orphans. He didn't want us to go, oh, gee, wasn't it good when he was here? Something changed. Something radical began. Now, 
many of you would know that I love being in the ocean, all right? Either on a surfboard, catching waves. Haven't been for a few weeks now. It's a bit bad. I feel like a poser calling myself a surfer. I haven't been for a few weeks. <laughs> but Judith and I... <laughs> But Judith and I love to swim too. We've swum in the ocean. Oh, We've swum in New South Wales and Queensland on many locations, including Sydney Harbour. Yep, out in the deep parts where the sharks hang out. Yeah, no one told us till later. <laughs> um, Magnetic Island, Great Keppel Island, Caloundra. Yeah, for Caloundra. Um, but we love being in that ocean it's good for you. It's good to get it up your nose and in your ears and your eyes. I mean, it's great stuff. Just don't swallow it. It's not a great idea. And I've swallowed a few mouthfuls of ocean water. Um, but, um, and we've even swum in the Aegean Sea. Yeah, at Thessalonica. Uh, Greece, mate. Greece, yes. Not Axel Greece. Greece, the country. All right. But every location that we've swum in is part of this boundless ocean that covers 71% of the Earth's surface. It contains H2O, which is... Oh, gee, you're too smart. <laughs> and, but it also contains the six most abundant ions of chloride, sodium, sulphate, magnesium, calcium and potassium. So it's quite a mix and it's all good stuff. And you know that in the story of creation, the Old Testament tells us that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, correct? Back when the earth was without form and it was void and the world began to be formed. Just a few words. Yes, the enthusiasm is overwhelming. <laughs> Hooray! Friends, in Old Testament times, the Holy Spirit was given to empower individual God-fearing people for specific tasks. Moses, Elijah, Amos, the shepherd boy David and many others achieved great things under the anointing of God's creative spirit. But then fast forward to this time when a virgin called Mary gives birth to a little baby and she names him. Of course... So he comes down for a quick visit, relatively quick visit to our planet, about 33 years, and shows us how we live and, small words, big story, pays the price for all the sins of all people, all time, and the work of transforming, transforming humanity from the inside out begins. Huge story. The greatest story ever told. And not just the story, it is truth. And so before he goes, he says this about the believers who would begin to follow him as Lord and Saviour and Healer. He said, to those who believe, out of their innermost being, some versions say heart, but out of his or her innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit because no longer did we have to have special people anointed by the Holy Spirit for specific things. He was saying, all who acknowledge me as Lord and Saviour will receive the Spirit in such abundance that he will overflow and there'll be rivers of living water bringing hope and healing to the world. Okay? Now, we're going to sing, not just yet, team, so don't stress, we're going to sing a song shortly, and 
it says this, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Which is fine and good. But what are we expecting? That ocean that I referred to that we've been swimming in, and you've probably been swimming in, 71% of the Earth's surface is covered by ocean water. That's tough. Yes, it is ocean water. So what is in that bottle, and I'm not going to drink it, what's in that bottle is exactly the same as the 71% uh, of the Earth's surface, the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, all the other oceans, exactly the same as that. That contains all those ions I mentioned, like sodium and chloride and potassium and whatever else I said, those ions. So that is just as legitimately the ocean as what's out there. And what I want to say to you today is that the Holy Spirit who lives within us now is exactly the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and is in superabundance all throughout creation. He created from the beginning, but what Jesus said was, whoever believes in me, you've got the same Holy Spirit living in you. And what I hope to do today is encourage you to, when we sing that song, to think of not like a big Warragamba dam of Holy Spirit coming through the roof. Remember that episode of The Simpsons where God stepped... Uh, no, nah, wrong audience. <laughs> but instead of a Warragamba dam of God's Spirit, he's saying, you don't need... What you've got right here is the Spirit of Jesus within your spirit. Your spirit has been brought to life. You were born with a dead spirit because of sin. What you do need now is to allow him to flow from within you. Eh? What you need now is to release the spirit. In fact, there was a Chinese, a godly Chinese man, not that there aren't any other godly Chinese men, but this particular guy was called Watchman Ni. Ni Tuosheng. Born in 1902 in Fuchao, China. Anyone heard of Watchman Ni? Some have, right? He wrote 66 books, which is an interesting number of books to write. Hello? 66? 39 in the old... Here's a little maths thing for you, a bit of trivia. How many books in the Old Testament? 39, you multiply 3 and 9 and you get... Three nines are... 27. Duh. That's how many are in the New Testament. So you've got your 66 books, three, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's been worth coming to church today, eh? <laughs> All right. But Watchman Nee, back to this guy, he wrote 66 books. One of them was called The Release of the Spirit. This very point. No more Holy Spirit pouring out from the sky like Warragamba Dam over, uh, spilling over but rather a release of the Spirit of Jesus from within the believers. Uh-huh. People in this room, people all around the world who follow Jesus need to realise this truth. He said this, Take this as the secret of Christ's life in you. His Spirit dwells in your innermost spirit. Meditate on it, believe in it, and remember it until this glorious truth produces within you a holy fear and a wonderment 
that the Holy Spirit indeed abides in you. Go Watchman Nee, eh? So I just want to suggest a few things. Now, I haven't got three points. You could probably make 30 points out of this, but I've just got a few. When we realise and fully understand this truth of the Holy Spirit already being within us and realising that what God is requiring from us is a release of the Spirit, not to put our hands up and ask for more because you've got all you're going to get. The Holy Spirit in his completeness, just as that is a true representation and completely ocean as much as the Pacific that you can see from the entrance or from Nora Head or wherever else around here. The Holy Spirit within us is the same Holy Spirit that created everything. The same Holy Spirit that empowered Moses and David and Elijah and all those Old Testament cats. And now is given to us. So one of the things we will begin to realise that the problem is not the federal government, the state government, leadership, the pandemic or the moral decay around us. In a sense, where we waste time trying to pull out or point out the negatives around us, all the bad guys or whom we see as the bad guys. It's a bit like Don Quixote tilting at windmills. Do you remember the story? The older folks will remember Don Quixote, right? the old Spanish guy who thought he was a knight and he, you know, he saw windmills and he thought they were the enemy, so he's tilting at windmills. Look it up, Google it, right? We waste time aiming for governments and moral decay and other stuff around us. We'll realise that the answer is here. Not me, not me, but the Spirit of Jesus looking and urging for release into the lives and the relationships all around us. Amen? And I'm reminded too of that alabaster box of ointment that a certain lady broke and spilt on Jesus' feet and washed his feet with this very expensive perfume. And it says the aroma or the perfume filled the house. It couldn't be released until that alabaster box was broken. How are you going with your brokenness? It's good. And we've got to realise too, and it will help us to realise that it's God's way that we step aside and let him move through us in bringing the kingdom in. Not saying, God, you do it. We'll just tag along and do our bit. He's going, uh-uh, you've got the Holy Spirit within you now. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water, bringing hope and healing to those around you, bringing light into the darkness around you. Don't focus on the darkness, focus on the light that you've been given. A third point, when we realise that the Holy Spirit is already within us, the Spirit of Jesus has brought your spirit to life and he's looking for release. We will learn that wherever your feet or your wheelchair or your walking sticks or wherever you need to be mobile, wherever they take you, your experience or your glimpses of God's light can influence others. Remember last week, Stacy stood up and testified about the area where she lived. She could sense that there was a new 
hope, a new light in the area. When she first arrived, it was like, kind of like something weird, something creepy, dark. You know, just people seem depressed and whatever. But now she's sensing light in the darkness. Not everything is solved, but that is what the Spirit of Christ within us brings light into the darkness. Also, it will help us to see that worship is what we do 24-7, not just waiting to start the singing at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Our whole life should be an expression of worship. In John's Gospel, Jesus said, They that worship the Father shall worship him in spirit and in truth. And that means that you may find yourself in situations or places that make you feel a little uncomfortable. But you're there because the Holy Spirit said go. Appropriate music. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? If you're a David Byrne fan. Philip was a follower of Jesus in the first century. He'd received the Spirit in his completeness. And so suddenly, Philip has become an unpredictable Christian. (laughs) Uh, What's that word you use next week? A contentious Christian? Contagious. Oh, I thought it was contentious. Oh. Well, I've got to say contagious is better. But sometimes Christianity can be contentious. And it can be a little bit uncomfortable for people to receive it. But if you are compelled, if the spirit within you says, go, you go. So there's Philip. He was having a wonderful time in Samaria. People are getting healed and saved and good things are going on. But the spirit within him says, go to Gaza. And if Philip was like all of us, he'd probably go, Gaza? Are you serious? Gaza? Not only does it say Gaza, it says, and I want you to go into the desert. The desert? Give me a break. You seen how many people have been saved this week? How many people have got healed? The lame are jumping up and down and the blind can see and people are rejoicing and you want me to go to Gaza? But he went. So he went down to the desert. And I wonder if he had a a David Byrne moment. You know, you may ask yourself, where does this highway go to? You may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And you may say to yourself, my God, what have I done? True. No, he knew the Spirit had said, go. So he went. The result was one of those coincidences that God sets up very intentionally. He met an Ethiopian eunuch who was on his way home from the temple where he wasn't allowed in being ritually impure because he was a eunuch, right? That's the Jewish thing. And he just happens to be reading the scripture. You see, it's all lining up, right? When you've got time to share, and Judith's got a great story about something like this that happened to her. Brilliant stuff. So he just happens to be reading the scriptures when Philip just happens to turn up. Nobody else on the road, just the Ethiopian eunuch in his chariot reading the scriptures and random Philip. 
he offers to interpret the scriptures. He tells him that Jesus is for every nation and culture and color and race. And he introduces him to the Messiah. Not only that, this big Ethiopian guy goes, uh, I can see a bit of a lake over here. Why can't I be baptized? And Philip says, no reason that I can think of. <laughs> I'm kind of loosely translating the scriptures here. Right? <laughs> I can't think of anything. So he gets baptized and goes on his way rejoicing. See, fairly, fairly random stuff to say the least. The Spirit of God speaking within the heart of Philip says, do this. Brilliant. Isn't that good? And here's a final point for you, and there could have been many more. When we realize that it's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus living within us, and that the promise is for rivers of living water to flow from within, not waiting for Warragamba Dam to bust its top, our attitude will continually be more like Jesus. Words and actions and attitude that always bring hope, light and love. Let's face it, our attitude can stink sometimes, correct? But our attitude, it develops and it can go bad, it can go good. Our attitude is strongly shaped by three things. Three things. <laughs> Determination, DNA, you're stuck with chromosomes, right? And disorder or damage. But then the scriptures tell us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If you look at Romans 12, it's taking all three parts of the human trichotomy into account. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren or brothers and sisters, submit your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's the shell, this, this thing here. All right? Submit that as a living sacrifice. And then it says about the mind, allow it to be renewed. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So here is the process. The spirit within, new energy, new insight, new power, a new sense of hope. And renewing the mind, accepting the body as a living sacrifice and flowing through you into the lives and the circumstances of those around you. And just to conclude, remember the day of Pentecost? No, you weren't there. <laughs> but you've read it, and we keep hearing about it, where Jesus, before he went back to heaven, said to the disciples, hang about in Jerusalem. Don't leave till you receive the promise of the Father. And being like most disciples, they sort of went, right. Like, how long? <laughs> the promise of the Father. So they do. And they wait. And they wait. Because they don't know what they're waiting for exactly. And they wait. And they wait. But then something amazing begins to happen. God pours out his spirit. Each one of those gathered in that upper room received the full dose of the Holy Spirit with all the goodness of God into their lives and it starts to manifest itself in quite 
a spectacular way. And I've wondered about this, you know, the Acts chapter 2 where it says they began speaking in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Why? Why? What's the significance of speaking out? Well, friends, I've got to accept this, that the hardest part of my body to control. Huh? You agree? This thing? Pretty ugly, isn't it? Nah, 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 nah. I believe the significance of that, one of them, is this, that once the tongue is under the control of the Holy Spirit, he's got the whole box and dice. He's got the whole creation. He's got the whole body. If the tongue is under control, man, that's a significant moment. And then out they go and Peter preaches a sermon, one sermon, 3,000 people get saved. Sometimes we hear 3,000 sermon, you're lucky to get one person saved. But when the Spirit is flowing out of the innermost being, he flows then lives are touched, lives are transformed, hope is visible and joy is manifest. It's a beautiful thing. So as we sing this song, team can come up now, Holy Spirit, remember this, we're not anticipating the big Warragamba Dam thing. There's more out there, please pour it out, Lord. No. He says, no, you're all, you've got all you're going to get. Whoever believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So don't think of it as an outside source. As you sing these words, just pray. Just be praying. You could even yell it out. Whatever it takes. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here in this body, in this mind, in my emotions, in my DNA, if it needs change, if you can change that, please, Lord, do something with that. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here in my being. Every one of us who has declared that Jesus is Lord is, in fact, like a kitchen tap. You don't have to wait for the overspill. Just turn the tap on. There's a lot of taps in here today. Every one of us who is a Jesus follower. Turn the taps on so that the Spirit is released from within us to saturate this goodness with, uh, sorry, this gathering with His goodness, His power, His love, and His conviction. I'm inviting you right now to either sing or speak or pray out loud, expecting that we will experience the overflow that we seek. God bless us.